Melanated family, melanated family. What's up, man? This is your brother Harrison. Melanated convo. Happy to be back for a brand new show. On this show, we're gonna do it a little bit different, family. With me today, you know what I mean? Because I I do a lot of shows where I interview people. Sometimes I just have people on who I rock with, and this sister is one of those people. So, um, two three years ago, I reached out to her to interview her, and we've been rocking ever since. Um, great conversations I have here with my sister. So we're going to talk about some relationship stuff. I was going to cuss, but <laughs> we're going to talk about relationships. You know what I mean? We're going to get into the minutia of certain situations so we can get to the bottom of it. You feel me? So on the show with me today is the creator of Power Moves Presents, a journalist, a hell of a journalist. I have my sister, Shereen Briggs. How you doing, Shereen? Thank you. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> we need some claps, right? <laughs> welcome you guys to the melanated convo i definitely am a co-host today and i love joining harrison so let's go definitely definitely so i i i reached out to my sister about being on the show with me today it's just something i felt what i'm what i'm learning being in this space i talk best like i my information comes out the best when it's just what i feel when i go with it you know what i mean too much sitting on it too much thinking things change a little bit so now anything i want to talk about any topic once i see it i go at it so i reached out to my sister because you know we uh, typically on my show when i do interviews the other videos i do we talk about relationships but we, we don't really get into it i thought it was important right because if you are an adult who has a child like mm -hmm. all of us are looking to be happy in relationships like re re relating to the opposite sex it's just a natural part about how all this shit go, right? But I think what everybody needs to realize, like what everybody needs to hold like in value in things need to change a little bit is when you have a child, man or woman, hmm. and you have a child and you're single, how you move forward in a relationship should change. Like how you, the courting process, who you bring around your kids. So all of these things should be different. So today we're going to talk about when you're in a relationship, um, when you get into a new relationship, when should you introduce your new partner to your son or your daughter or multiple kids, whatever you got? You know what I mean? Because I don't know if all of us realize how important this is, like how much of a pivotal statement that is to introduce your children to someone that you're dating. So we're going to talk about when should you introduce them? We're going to talk about how long should you be in a relationship before you move forward and make it serious? We're going to get into the whole relationship talk family. And then to end it off, in 1990, a sister by the name of Shahrazad Ali wrote a book called The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. Now, in this book, because me and Shireen are going to watch a quick video, we're going to get into yeah. um, some of the details about this book. But in this book, she basically... Um, it spoke about how slavery has affected the black man and black woman's relationship in this country, which is true. She called the women to task to a degree as far as their input on the dysfunction of our family. Of course, we know men are at fault too. Both people should be accountable, but she speaks about how women should be accountable in certain ways. And in 1991, nobody wanted to hear this shit. So she was really controversial but me and Shireen gonna talk about if some of her some of the principles from her book, we gonna talk about if some of these principles still stand true. I think they do. We gonna yeah. get into it. So I'm happy to be with y'all today, man. Let's get into it one time again. The Melanated Convo. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. 
If you're listening on one of the digital platforms, I appreciate you. The numbers on the digital side of things are going up. I'm excited about that. Leave a review. Tell your boy what you're thinking. Now, let's get into it, Shereen. I'm going to ask you a few questions here, right? Let's go. So because you are a woman who has a child, right? Indeed. In your mind, like from 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 how how you can frame it, if you are a woman who you're single now, like regardless of how your situation ended with the person you had a kid with, y'all can be cool or not. Mm-hmm. What it what are the things you look at when determining um when it's time to actually do whoever you're dating now to your son? Okay, so first I want to say, you know, thanks for bringing up this topic. I think it's very, very important that our people, the melanated people, brown people, black and brown people, um, start thinking a little bit more about how we get into relationships and what, and thinking a little bit, uh, thinking a little bit more about what that means, what that means. So in regards to being a, a mother raising a child, indeed, I, I did raise a child. There was no father in the home. The reason why I'm going to probably talk a little bit slower, because I want what I say to sink into you guys. I want it to sink in. A lot of times when we speak about things that happen in our lives, we we're going about it too fast. We don't take it in. Therefore, we're not we're not really able to. uh, Absorb. Yeah, exactly. Absorb it, absorb it and, and basically reflect and make. Be self-aware, which is key. So you asked me about raising my son and how that looked dating or. Well, when you once you have your 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 child, uh, of course, any person is going to want to get back out there to a degree. Right. What changed for you? Did you approach dating the same way you did before you had a kid or did you make some adjustments based on the fact that you had a whole person you had to take care of? You know what I mean? Well, a little bit about me. Okay, so <laughs> I was a late bloomer. So while people were having sex and stuff in junior high, 13, 14, I kind of had no idea what they were, like what was going on. And I remember going to a trip, like let's just say somewhere like Lake Tahoe, staying in cabins, you know, things of that nature. Everybody was sneaking into rooms. Uh, a young man had already had his mind. Okay, Shireen's going to be with this person. I had no idea what was going on, things of that nature. So I'm a late bloomer. Have my son at 23, and two months later, I turned 24. So pretty much, I, you know, that's kind of old in the black community. People are having children way younger than 24 years old. Mm-hmm. My situation is a little bit different because I couldn't have access to my child's father. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one reason why I, I ended up raising him by myself. And um, when I say by myself, I'm talking about in the household. Yeah. Okay, I had a village. Thank God. Give thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. So what that looked like to me in regards to thinking about uh, introducing a man to my kid mm-hmm. and things of that nature, um, basically it wasn't happening. I, I did not believe in introducing him to anyone. When he was like about two years old, though, is when I met a, a young man who I ended up dating, lived together for five years and then still stayed in each other's life for five more. So from like two to 12, my my son had that one person. Oh, wait. OK, so I didn't know that. So you 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 started a relationship and then you did bring your son into the mix and you said the relationship lasted like five years. Right. So that wasn't like some 
as far as living together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's a that's a solid relationship in in today's terms. You know what yeah, I mean? So, so okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. so around the time my mom was uh, uh, my mom was passing away when my son was only seven and I was um, thirty, we had already been dating since my son was like two. So of course we loved each other, and he was still in my life. So we still were dating off and on for five more years. Okay, so, well let me ask you something real quick. So uh-huh. when how how long were you guys together before you initially introduced your son to him? Now that's a good question. Um, in regards to that, <laughs> gosh, it's just so it's not typical. So basically, I already knew someone that was basically really good friends with him. So I had already been given my trust and, you know, my energy into one person who then said, hey, this is so and so. So I already had a connection that way. Mm-hmm. And then so um, he, he ended up meeting him probably fairly soon when I really think about it. Hmm. Um, OK, so you're a, saying your a, level of comfort based mm-hmm. on how you were introduced to him made you feel comfortable to kind of bring your son into the mix earlier than you would probably initially or in a different situation. Right, right, right. Hmm. So basically what, what, what we do as women that live without a man in the home, we have to kind of feed off our intuition. We have to literally listen to that intuition and Hmm. it's, you know, discernment and things of that nature. That's Hmm. a lot. That's what we're going to be talking about soon later. Hmm. I'm going to make sure we focus on talking about energy, talking about tapping into that third eye, um, listen to your intuition, listening to your gut, you know, and not second guessing yourself. So I basically had to trust and I basically gave my trust to this young man. And then we ended up dating from there and he did not basically steer me wrong. He was trustworthy. He was a good, a good guy. He just wasn't the guy for me. That's cool. And, and let me ask you one, one more thing about that before I say something. Um, So five years, is that a long enough time to from either his perspective or you looking at it from your son's perspective, because I've always wanted to know this yeah. type of shit. Do do they did they stay connected? Did he did he build a big enough bond with your son where he says, "Hey, even though me and your mom ain't together, if you need me, we we gonna still communicate." Does that type of thing happen? Okay, gosh, um, everything you're asking are regular questions. It's just that my son is more private than me. So like okay. my Jay, my story includes my son. However, I have to also think about, you know, how he. Well, that's fine. Well, that's but fine. at yeah. the end of the yeah. day, uh, he's totally opposite of me when it comes to sharing and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when I did get with the man, the young man, he was four years younger than me. So I was 25 and he was 21. Mm-hmm. I attract younger people because, you know, look at me. <laughs> look at your ass. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so basically, um, what I told this young man though from the gate, I was like, "Yo, no matter what happens, because I I kind of knew I wasn't gonna be with him forever." And and once they he was in our lives for a year or so, I'm like, "No matter what happens." One of the things is I didn't want any kids from him, so I was like, "Yo, you need to go have some children." So I know we're not gonna stay together because I in my mind at that time being immature, I was like, "I'm not having any more kids." Because it was very painful, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> and I was like, I ain't doing this again unless I'm married. So I let him know, I'm not having any kids by you. You need to go have kids after about five years. I let him know that. But I said, no matter what, though, make sure that you stay connected with my son. Because mm-hmm. you and my son, I even I voiced it out. Even in my immature mind, not really thinking ahead, you know, planning and all that. I still knew to say, listen. I need you to make sure that you stay in my son's life because you love him and he loves you. 
And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that that didn't happen around. So around the time uh, my son was 12 is when he kind of had his own relationship started, started having his children. That happens. Oh, you know, he has four yeah, whole that children. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. he ended up so four kids. Wait, four kids after y'all situation? After me, mm-hmm. because I, mm-hmm. I didn't want any children with him. In my head, I was like, I'm not. Yeah, he, in my head, I, I didn't feel like he would be able to take care of us or. I just didn't see the value in in him um, based on his his state of mind, the, the way he would think. I would always, you know, I don't want, I just knew I wasn't the girl for him and he wasn't the, like, he ended up with a white woman. Basically she's mixed, but she looks, she's mm-hmm. white. So at the end of the day, I always knew that. So I could never take him too serious. I was like, you don't honor the black woman enough. Okay. So you, okay. Because how I, how I see it, because I'm hearing exactly what you, uh, what you're saying. And right. I think if you are with a person for five years and your kid end up meeting this person, that's that can still be a good situation. Like, I don't think um, that's that's something that happened fast like that. That's like a maturation process. And then your kid will say, OK, my mom was with this dude five years. I think sometimes my issue or just what I see that I think is unhealthy for, for children. I think sometimes we all move on too fast. Kid or not, sometimes we all move on too fast. We all want um, that feeling that a relationship gives us, wh- right. whether it's security, whether it's the the bubble guts, whatever it is that make you ooh and on about this person. Right. We all want this shit, but mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody wants the forever piece. Like, I think what you did was smart. Like, I can't knock what you did being because if you would approach that situation thinking he was supposed to wife you up and it didn't happen and it turns you into being bitter or mad, then that's yeah. different. But you saying I wanted to rock with him, but we knew I knew that this wasn't going to be a long term thing. I think yeah. that's the level of control a woman should have. But I think all too often. It, 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 I personally think, right, meeting mm-hmm. meeting a, meeting my son or or a woman introducing a dude to her kid, I think. This should be like there shouldn't be a timetable on it, but it should be a long time down the line. Like once you establish this is going to be something serious, I think that's when you introduce your kid to to the new person. Because like you was just saying, mm-hmm. once your kid meets this person, this is a relationship, and it and it does matter if your son has a father or not because that can be a role in that. But right. I would think any dude looking to be like a stepdad or messing with a girl with kids. That's I was thinking about that earlier. Like, that's the level of responsibility in itself. You know what it I mean? Is because even as a woman, as a man, um, if you if you start dating, and just to answer your question, he ended up coming back around when my son was seventeen. You know, he would show up, taking to school when Jake, when my son was acting up, getting on my nerves. All of a sudden, he's like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm like, "Please come take this boy to school." You know, he. But I think it, it was more to do with me. And want wanting to see me, um, you know how your ex is kind of stay in contact with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he wanted some of that, uh, some of that thing. That's you know what men. The energy, that I give, the energy that I have, the spirit that I have, it can't be taught. <laughs> I think that happens. Uh, yeah, men. That's how men can can operate. So I think that's all a part of why one, why a man or a woman has to be skeptical when approaching that situation because right. like i said all too often i see women who just meet a dude and now you're introducing them to your son and 
sometimes you can mm-hmm. meet somebody after a couple months or whatever, and y'all end up being together forever. Like that, that type of thing happens where the courting process didn't take long and y'all end up being together. But that shit's rare because to me, I'm if if you're a single person in America, in my opinion, the serious part of a relationship shouldn't be until a year and a half, two years, even if not longer than that. Like it, it should go slow because you want it to last sometimes especially being black folks if you a woman or a man and you dealing with certain traumas like you didn't have a mom or a dad and you're yeah. missing love and affection this mm-hmm. may make you rush into things this may make you make errors when it comes to starting a relationship you know what i mean yeah like i just think basically i i hear you i hear you in in your question like just let me let me let me focus on something really quick so when I, I I think it was really important that he stayed in my son's life. I want you to know that I I knew that, you know, I knew that was very important because I am a, a protector of my of my child, right? So I knew I said, look, you love this boy. I told him no matter what, please just stay in his life. I think that we have to practice our discernment, right? There's no way of really telling if this person is going to be able to do that. That's a heavy load. So it's like for women, for women, my women, if you're out there, you're dating, you know, you expect if you introduce a man to your child, I think you got to keep in mind that it's going to take a rare man to put your child, your blood child before you, meaning that Mm -hmm. the reason why he's there is going to be primarily for you Mm -hmm. and everything that he likes about you and how you make him feel, the sex, the food, whatever it is, the comfort like Harrison was talking about. But I feel that it takes a very rare type of person, I'm a sick with person, that will stay in a a kid's life after the relationship has ended. A type of person like Martha Juanita Briggs, rest in peace, my mother. Hmm. A person like her, I'm her seed. And I have a homeboy who has a little girl who I love. And I, 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 I wasn't even able to stay in her life. You know, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy because he gets on my nerves. You know what I mean? Very smart, intelligent genius. So most geniuses and with another genius, we don't, we always bump heads. But I love this little girl and I'm all about young girls, but I still haven't been able to to keep that up because of what situations, circumstances and all types of stuff, just life. So it's it, Harrison, it takes a very rare breed. To stay in the child's life. I think you, but you know what? If you don't. And I think what helps that a lot, Shereen, because I it sounds like you and dude's situation was solid. And the fact that he came around years later and was still there. Family loves that, him. That love speaks him. to his character, right? But I think this is why the establishing of the relationship should be put before everything. Because I think if you establish the relationship the right way and you guys end up being together for a long period of time, the relationship between your kid and that person will be so established that it'll go without saying. Like they'll have to fuck with each other to a degree based on the experiences, see? Because life is all about the experiences. So I think if you end up, for instance, if you were a dude and married or not, and y'all end up being 10 years together, live together, be with each other every day. The kid, he's acting as the kid's dad to a degree as far as yeah. helping out, disciplining them. Once a bond is created and y'all decide to break it off, it's going to make it difficult. As long as they were cool, it's going to make it difficult for them not to be cool. Mm-hmm. I think what happens sometimes if 
the you if if the relationship between a man and a woman ain't solid and you bring a kid into the situation you playing with fire not only can this kid get attached to somebody that's not gonna be here no more but yeah. also a lot of men like just on some real shit <laughs> the, depending on the level you at in the relationship some men just be trying to fuck and they didn't say anything oh, they'd be on, like okay on. you want me to bring them to the zoo want me to bring them to the park hold on my tv just came on let me turn that off you guys this is raw okay. live yes harrison time on but 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 no 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 go ahead but sometimes men in order to appease a woman at times we'll say whatever we need to like you go to church hallelujah you do yoga me too you know what i mean like <laughs> off of that ass type of shit you know what i mean so this is why women because move the kid piece out the way i think just in general when approaching a relationship you should be cautious like if you are in a situation, man or woman, where you're just having sex with somebody and it's just something y'all kicking it, mm -hmm. if that's established, that's cool. But when kids get involved, either you having a kid or bringing your kid around, this is when shit gets serious. And I think sometimes we don't know how to determine if this is real or not. And sometimes that's because the man is playing games. Sometimes the woman be like in Fantasy Island. You know what I mean? Because I know women who, because like, let's say the situation with your kids fathered in in the right way and you haven't mm -hmm. had time to heal and you haven't had time to kind of dig deep and see what's going on with yourself you may jump right into another situation and sometimes women may see their kid just being like this is just a part of the package i know we've only been together three months but yeah i'm bringing my son you know what i mean that to I mean, me that's that's kind of dysfunctional so we need to look at all of this a little more closely let me tell you, indeed, look, we got to look at it like with a, mag a magnifying glass. Let mm -hmm. me tell you this. Okay, so, you know, I like to watch different reality shows. If you guys don't know that about me, it's my way of just getting away. It's my guilty mm -hmm. pleasure. So there's this one show, uh, Love Without uh, Love After Lockup, and um, basically they date people in prison. And so there's this young girl who is um, dating a man behind bars. She's been talking to him about two years. He won some law settlement. Basically, in a nutshell... The, she never met the person in person. Okay. Never met the person in person. Um, calling him spirit, her spiritual husband and her daughter, who's like five, calls him Daddy Papa John or something like that. Uh, you know, Papa, whatever his name is, but it, it's Daddy. It's another word for Daddy. It's on national TV. Look it up yourself. Love after lockup. The um, little light-skinned girl, with, you know. So it's that. that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. so putting yourself in that type of and i don't want to be judgmental right but i just want to mm -hmm. talk about things that make sense if something doesn't make sense we know it's not the truth so the truth is you shouldn't be having your daughter call some 23 he's 23 you're 26 your year old dude has been locked up since he was 17 papa mm -hmm. so daddy mm -hmm. so yeah there's certain definitely there's situations like that my son never called my guy uh my 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 young my king dad he called him by his first name. Mm -hmm. and yeah, so, uh, that makes sense. Uh, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And every everybody's like perspective on this type of stuff is different, like regardless of your race. But I think it's just dangerous. And I see it a lot where the, the, the woman and the man are trying to get to know each other mm -hmm. while a kid is trying to get to know him, too. Like it's you guys should be established already as far as with your relationship. And again, this is even without a child. I think even before two people have a baby, 
there should be a long-standing relationship where you you see each other in every season. I say you have to see somebody in every season. You have to see them depressed. You have to see them broke. You have there to see them with some money. You have mm-hmm. to see them grieving. You have to see them all that. And you have to live with them. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know nobody you haven't lived with. I promise you. The only way to really know a motherfucker is to live with them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So relationships is like a, to me, it's like a long process. That should be, every moment should be taken extremely slow if the end game is happiness down the line. Because but the that's shit, a 41-year-old Harrison talking. Of course. Of maybe course. Even, even when you were younger, maybe you are the, a, a rare breed. But no, I don't know this. I know we expect 23-year-olds and 24-year-olds and even 25, 26-year-olds to be these mature people and to think like you're thinking, but it doesn't happen. And then even with adults, adults, right? When you talk about the guy just want to have sex, right? And what were you saying about that before I got up? You were saying- well, No, real quick. That's I think that's why it's important that we have these conversations. I'm aware there are men who don't think like this now, but that's why I'm talking about it. And what I was saying was, because you was mentioning how- um, you know, the relationship he had with your son and everything. And I was saying men, how men think sometimes is I'm going to say whatever I need to. Yeah. Sometimes even do whatever I need to, to just so it. I can be close to her. Oh yeah. Because you was mentioning how you felt like he was coming around later for your sake, opposed to your son's sake. And I was saying sometimes that sounds I, like a man. <laughs> yeah. that's sometimes, You know what I mean? We never stopped contact. We, oh, shit, but, it, but you know, my, I, it was, yeah, towards the end. But one thing that I know for certain is that he loved my son. Mm-hmm. And to this day, he still loves my son. We got to meet people where they are. That's what I'm learning nowadays. That's you true. have to meet people where, where they are. And I can't expect him. That's one thing why I never worked. I expected him to be something that he wasn't. Not saying I was perfect because I can be very demanding. I guess just being a, what's called a single mother is mm-hmm. why I come off like that because I have to take I had to take care of the, the man, the, my child in the home by mm-hmm. myself and so um you know but i knew i he just i expected him to do something that i don't think he was able to produce he just mm. not that particular guy and that's on me for picking that man very Wonderful true because kid. you said he was young right he was 21 i was 25 yeah, he, yes yeah yep that's a big difference you know people mm. don't think about oh that's that's just four years but i think at 21 and 25 it is a big difference especially and, man and woman if he was yeah. 20, if he was older and you were younger, it'd be a little different. But you being older, because you guys mature a little faster than we do. So, yeah, 21 year old man is or 21 year old male is still a boy. To well, a that was you my first I mean? time living with someone. I'm, again, you know, my story, very sheltered. So that was my first time, you know, living with someone or anything. So we were both learning at the same time. And I still just automatically took control. So just I, I, I don't know, you know, why. And I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I want to touch on that. By mm-hmm. the end of the day, I expected him to kind of be like my uncle or be like the people who raised me and, and the, the men who told me what to look for. I expected him to do that. And all men aren't going to be able to to talk and think and, and and execute like your uncle. So, you, you mm-hmm. know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I expected him to be something he wasn't. And that's why I think the relationship didn't work because I didn't give him going to what we're going to be talking about early, you know, later, what he needed to, to grow and thrive and evolve. I didn't give him a chance. Well, that's mature of you to know that now, you know, hindsight is 2020, but that's kind of what we all have to do. And that's why I want to have this conversation because my, my life and what I've had to go through with children and women, I've made it, I made it past tense, 
really, really hard for myself. So I'm yeah. able to look back at a lot of things and say, damn, that, that shouldn't have went that way. Because my situation with my woman, I think a part of the reason why I have my perspective on step parents, right? Like introducing yeah. your kid to a woman, right? Or, or, or a man. Yeah. I was in a situation where I wanted, I actually wanted the woman I'm with now, I actually wanted to introduce my sons to her earlier than she was ready to. At the time, 23, 24, maybe, I didn't see a problem with it. Like, I didn't I didn't think the way I thought now. I'm like, I like this woman. I mean, he's my kids. We can we can go somewhere and do something together. She yeah. wanted to hold off. She and I didn't quite understand. I took it as a diss for a second because I didn't know what she was trying to say. But really, her whole process in the beginning of our relationship was slow this shit down like, let's slow everything down in yeah. in the process we got to really really know each other and now regardless yeah. of what happens to us they she has a really firm relationship with my kids because i think a part of what she was doing like how she maneuvered was almost perfect if if you're a step parent right you can't really force your way into the situation. I see people because they love their partner, because they want things to work so much. <laughs> yeah. They're forcing their way in it. Call me, you can call me stepmom. What uh -huh. do you want? You want to do something? They they're they're all in their face trying to make them like you. That's not really life. Hmm. That's not how life works. And I'm happy we kind of end up being the same kind of people. I'm all about organic interactions with right. anything, people, shit anything food, anything you know what i mean i don't like force with nothing and that's a testament to how i had to start my relationship and shit but i think that's like the secret to making sure things actually work out because some people will be single i i know people who are single who act like they don't want to be in a relationship that uh it's not that serious to them i I beg to differ. I think most of us want to be happy. Most of us would prefer to be happy with the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever the fuck you into. But let's keep it real. Most people want that. And it's a process. Everybody's not willing to do what is necessary. To, most, to, people to want get... that. most people want that, but I don't think most people are ready. Well, but you know why? I, I, I have a... And most people don't know when that they're ready or if they're not. Well, and because what happens is if you find yourself in a situation with someone that you love and someone that you trust, mm -hmm. it, it it soon becomes like a um, they begin to show you a mirror, like everything about you that's flawed. Like besides your parents, once you move in with somebody and you become extremely intimate and you're around them every day, every day, every day, besides your parents, this isn't you. You probably didn't experience anything like this. So the person gets to know, you know, you know, you. And depending on how fast you want to evolve, someone sometimes someone that knows you and loves you, they'll point something out that you know in your heart that's true, but you may not be willing to address it. So you may end up blowing the relationship up or making the situation toxic. I think a part of being in a long term situation is humbling yourself and yeah. trusting the person enough to know I got to love them and trust them enough to let them not ridicule me but tell me about tell me what they see that i'm doing and it's up to me to decide if i want to make changes you know what i mean yeah and i think that just that's that's with any relationship yes you have to be able to humble yourself put your pride aside yep. very and true. it's very important because it's kind of like it, it's something so strong i like like when you're in customer service things of that nature they'll say customer service is king 
being humble, putting and being able to uh, check your pride is key. Meaning mm -hmm. it's very, very, very important. It's very crucial. And it's a robust deal in regards to relationships. And I think any relationship in regards to a man and woman, especially too, because, you know, some men have uh, a certain mentality of how a, a woman should be. Mm -hmm. Women, especially black women, have a certain mentality about how a man should be. So if you love someone and you're willing to work with them, and they don't have everything exactly like you want, you have to be able to humble yourself and say, okay, but what is he doing right? See, I think a lot of us point out That's too much what uh, each other are doing wrong. And so I think like something simple, you guys, you can do um, an exercise, especially long-term relationships like yours, Harrison. Mm. You guys have been together for 19 years. I think that was a, you know, she just sounds like a very mature person, like who had her mother and father, which I have no idea, but had a mm. lot of support and very good input in her life to kind of know these things. Mm -hmm. And she just based on her personality, her energy. She just, you know what I mean? That's her every, but, but for, you know, it makes sense. So I just, I want to touch on that really quick. I know I'm jumping. I want to touch no, on that. Ahead. Why is because what she did was genius. And that's how I thought after my son, after the 10 year, five year living and five years on and off, he was still in the home a lot after the five years, mm -hmm. you know, up until I was like 30. Hmm. So 30, 31, 32, he was still over at my house, almost like he lived there. But mm. at the end of the day, after that, when I was going into the dating phase and trying to figure out what's going on, because remember, I'm going from 25 to down near 35 dealing, dealing with one person. Mm -hmm. So basically, that's where I had to have the discernment, as your, like your wife had, your, your partner, mm -hmm. and basically my son didn't meet anybody else until he was about like, I think about like 12. So, and, and he only met that and it was a bad, bad mistake. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So the after homeboy that was around for a while, now I'm thinking introduced him to somebody my else. My was son, it, was it, was yeah, it quick? After, my home, I'm, my, my son's 12. Uh, now, you know, again, I'm beautiful. So people are every, everywhere I go, you know, I was getting attention. Can you imagine? I am not going to tell my age, but God damn. Can you imagine how I looked? Uh, <laughs> Yo, ass. No, wait. 20 years ago? 15 years That's ago? Funny. Imagine. So anywho, at the end of the day, what I'm saying is I get what she was saying. That's, I took that, that stance after, let's call him shotgun. That's his nickname. That's his street name. After Shotgun, <laughs> who was definitely not a shotgun. He's the nicest thing ever. But after Shotgun, that's when I had to have that discernment. And my son has never met any men. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Wait. wait. You said Shotgun street name. So young dude you was fucking with was a Thundercat, huh? He, uh, 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 he, was, uh, he was a little street pharmacist, huh? Shotgun. <laughs> Hey, wife, don't want him. I'm just we're having a conversation. No, I feel you. No, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get to uh, get to know you here. So he was 21. You Shotgun. know what I mean? He was he was on the block. Yeah, he had a he had a he had a life. He was out there at 12 years old, taking care of himself mm. and out trying to figure it out. You mm. know what I'm saying? Met his dad later as an adult. I was there for all of that. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm. That's, didn't that's interesting. Daddy till he was a whole grown man. Man, act just like him. So, so at the end of the day, that I still took on this, this, this mindset and, and this um, 
feeling that I did not want my son to meet men. So, so, so even though I say that I was sheltered and I was kind of childish, I have to give myself kudos because I did not introduce my son to anybody else except one man. And then when he was 17, a friend of mine, who's a male, um, so one of his best friends had passed the cancer. I said, Hey Jay, you want to ride with me? And I took mm. him a big old steak, but that was just a friend. So the, the young man, my son, hasn't seen me around men. So it's really, really hard for him now as a 26 year old to even see me around just anybody. So mm. I don't know if I did harm or, well, you know, because me not bringing him around males, even just friends, it seems now if I'm around a male, it's like he's judging me. And I'm like, yo, ultimately, that's to me, that's what about getting older is right there, because you said you didn't know until you knew you went through something and you went through something and that made you say, wait a minute, I can't do this no more. You know what I mean? Now, if we talking because bringing your son or daughter around dudes that you fucking with, not knowing if it's going to be permanent or not, that's dangerous. But and I just did a show about this a few days ago. If you have a son or a daughter and we know kids need male energy. Yeah. It's kind of a good thing. If you have males that you're not intimate with who do certain things, bringing your son or your daughter around good male energy, if they don't have none, um, can be a benefit to everybody. You know what I mean? It can, you guys, it can. But in my situation, because you guys get to know a little bit about me, is that my son had that. My son had oh, my oh, first cousins okay. that Got are it. like my brothers who he calls uncle. Got it. Salute James Hunter. Salute uh, my brother, JB. Um, you know what I mean? Jarrell Briggs. Uh, salute you know, Uncle Henry, who is my uncle. So this is my son's great uncle and Uncle Haynes. So those four people right there, if you got a chance to meet them, you wouldn't be, there's oh, no- that was your village, huh? Yeah, yeah. So he had yeah, that. Yeah. So he, he had the village. He, he already had the village. And then when he got older, he met his grandpa and, and, and he met his dad and all that good stuff. So, but I just, I, I really want to stress this. And I know this is maybe not what we're talking about, but just, when when you have a, a young child in the home, I believe, especially a woman raising a man, by, and there's no man in the home, it's just very different. It's very difficult and not to take away anything from the, the people that were there, but it's just a very, very hard thing to do. And to, it, yeah, well, you were raised by a single mom. Yeah, but I mean, be, being because one thing I want to ask you, and I, and you know, we we talk about these type of things a lot. But your opinion, how can a woman, a mm -hmm. single mom, what can she do to help a young man be a man? Like, what things can she do? Because we know a woman can't necessarily show a man how to be a man. But and that's what a can, question. Yeah. So what, what can a woman do? Is because I think a lot of single moms and, and I want you guys to listen to what I'm saying, because basically I'm a professional. I did it right. We listen to everybody else that looks like this, but someone that looks like me. And just because I my personality is bigger than big, larger than life, you don't want to listen. So in regards to what can a woman do raising a, a man and, and, and trying to don't try to be the father. OK, hmm. acknowledge being be present in the moment, every moment that you are raising a young man and that you are a, a woman and that you, can, I believe, I don't like using words like cannot and things of that nature, but you cannot 
raised, you cannot help him be the man that he could have been if the father was in the home. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's your, a woman is able to do that because, you know, I'm not going on this white tip or nothing about having a father and a mother in the home, but I just feel like basically it's beneficial and that um, how can a man learn to be a man without a father in the home, right? So they can learn different things from their mother and, of mm -hmm. course, you know, um, how to be a man based on what that woman believes a man should be. So, mm -hmm. like, for me, the role models that I looked at is what I kind of – and what they told me is what I just instilled into my son. Mm -hmm. But I instilled into my son what women said. My mother, mm -hmm. you know, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. This is just mm -hmm. little things I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, a boy, stare people. When you talk and stare somebody in their eyes, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My Uncle Haynes, tough enough for my Uncle Haynes. Uncle Henry, a doctor, right? Mm. Hey, hard work pays off. You know what I mean? So everything that, you know what I mean, I learned from my male figures because I grew up without a father in the home. I basically taught those things to my son. So women, I would say, don't try to be their father. Just be you, right? Unapologetically, because you're not supposed to be able to teach them how to be a man. But find men in your neighborhood, like Harrison, find people like your uncles that you trust with your life and let them know. Voice it. Speak it. I need mm. help. The not whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. I think that is it right there. Mm -hmm. Really, any any issue that we have as human beings, regardless of what sector of our life we're going through, the first thing you have to do <laughs> is admit it, is be like, wait a minute. Even if you're a confident person, you, you got to put your ego to the side and say, I need help. So I think what you're saying, a lot of what you've been saying to me so far with the situations you've been in, even though you're a woman and things happen, you're you're level of awareness when approaching these situations is what it's about because i i dread a young woman who has a son who hasn't calculated in her mind that she needs some type of male influence in this kid's life because i was i seen an instagram video that was that kind of relates to what we're talking about that was hella it was interesting to me because a barber said when a little boy comes in to get his haircut and he comes with his mom single mom she controls the whole endeavor how long it's gonna be what kind of style he can get where the part gonna be she micromanages the situation and he he, and he said i would think that would be the father when the father comes in he backs up and allows the son to make a decision you see so to me th that was speaking to the yin and yang of a woman and a man and family i always say it you can start off the right way with a woman and have a baby and it end up not working that happens every day in america but i'm not gonna front all too often us in particular all races do it but us in particular we start the parenting process with no relationship in sight like that's not even one of the goals we <laughs> just fucking with somebody anything happens now there's a baby we ain't talked about a future we this is like trauma and this is commonplace amongst our people the whole baby mama look i had two kids in high school i was and this was my fault like i'm <laughs> when i was younger i used to blame the women like mitch i told you i don't want to have a baby that's immature kid shit put a condom on if you don't want to have a child you know what i mean but, I I, but one thing that that always bothered me 
is when someone said that to me. Hey, man, how many baby mamas you got? I'm like, mm, I know I'm a statistic, but shit, I don't like I don't like how that sounds. That's that because I didn't have a dad. Most of the dudes around me didn't have a dad. So I'm sitting around once I get older and I'm thinking like, damn, we we normalize this dysfunction because we'd be on some African shit where we going to turn water into wine and we going to turn, you know, what I mean, we going to turn nigga or, or, or niggers into nigga. We going to do what we need to do to um gain the best perspective out of a situation but sometimes we normalize things that just aren't good for us and a lot of the stuff we're talking about right now wouldn't even have to be in play if more men i know some men who got one woman couple kids he always been that way that happens but a lot of time when i speak i'm speaking to the young men who grew up like i grew up where there really wasn't no guidance and you wasn't listening to nobody and you was on some bullshit that you can end up making a decision at 17 that affects the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like the big girl. Okay. So like the big, um, the, uh, girls are okay. The, what is it when you had the, 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 the role model? Role What's yeah, about? Like we're young black boys. They had a, a, a big brother, a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. The little so big brother program. What has to happen is that in our communities, in the black and brown communities in urban, in black and brown communities in urban communities, we have to start taking accountability for those who don't have a father in the home or who do not have a mother in the home. So mm -hmm. women need to gather. We are the gatherers. You know what I'm saying? In regards to the keep, you know, the family part of it, the getting together, the cooking, the all that, just the love, mm -hmm. that nurturing that only a woman woman could give. Mm -hmm. We have to come together to be those um, mother figures for those uh, motherless daughters. Mm -hmm. For those fatherless daughters, for those mm -hmm. fatherless sons, for those father uh, motherless sons, men, mm -hmm. you need to come together. So I didn't have to really ask my family to be there, but I did always voice it. I need this. I need that. Almost in a way, now that I think back, uh, it was very anxiety packed. Mm -hmm. It was very, when I think back to it, because, you know, I'm hyper. I got a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. So, um, so basically, like, you know, I, I speak and I'm like, yo, yo, this, that. And I think that's why sometimes people miss the blessing, miss the lesson, because mm -hmm. you're, you're not focusing on what I'm saying. At the end of the day, we got to come together and and be the bridge and uh, create a bridge to help those in our communities. And it's like, it's yeah. not a game. Like, it's serious. It's real, real serious. Like, we can't be on these uh, podcasts and talking about unity and systemic racism and oppression and trying to yeah we need pillars in society yes julius collins we uh we need pillars in society people to stand up like my mother martha juanita briggs and then people like me if you have somebody like me that you know this girl is trying to make a difference give her something hey let me hit me up shereen look i see what you're trying to do what can i do to be of help mm -hmm. i look, think if you don't want to talk like Harrison and I, if you don't want to be in the front line as far as speaking, then just help. And I'm going back to that. But yeah, we definitely need pillars in in society to stand up, be that father figure and that mother figure for uh, motherless uh, sons and daughters and fatherless sons and daughters in the black community and brown community. And what that's speaking to to me is what, of course, something I always talk about. That's just a code of conduct. I'm being melanated yeah. in America. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like on like a damn team. Like it's all of us. I don't, I don't, 
even I interview African brothers and sisters on purpose. I interview black people from different walks of life on purpose because I'm not on none of that shit. You gay, you whatever. When it's time to ride, you going, right? That's all I care about. You see? So we have to, like you saying, like, like Julia said, pillars in society. That's really each one teach one. Like people... I think sometimes we get it confused about how we can help in society. Like if you're a adult, especially if you're black and the only thing you do to help people around you or help your community is vote. Like if you think going behind a curtain and putting a name on a piece of paper is actually going to affect your day to day life. Someday it may sometimes shit trickle down. But in reality, you really got to go out there and do what you want to see see done. If you don't like how we're getting treated by police, go help some kids if you don't like how dirty your community is go pick some shit up like i'm i'm practicing and i've been doing it for some years now i'm walking it how i talk it the 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 speaking that i do is uh, the outlet for how i feel every day how i dress what i put on my body like i'm this is and i'm i'm ready to sacrifice too though like i've already decided mentally this is what I'm gonna do because people tell me, hey, bro, I like what you do, but the logo <laughs> with the black fist, I mean, we need to, I'm like, you don't get it. I have been, I have businesses that are colorblind. I have businesses that don't have a black face on them. You ain't got to know us by somebody black. Give me the money. This shit is for my people and it's unapologetic until what happens to us changes. I'm gonna be angry. Sometimes I cuss too much. Well, when I'm upset, I cuss. If I was reading you guys' poetry, there wouldn't be any cuss. <laughs> there, wouldn't be, there wouldn't be any cuss words. But when I see a little boy in Arkansas get the shit beat out of him by a big ass white kid, hmm. and then I go inside of a liquor store in the hood and see a young black dude with his pants down to his goddamn ankles talking hmm. to everybody that's an adult in the building like they ain't shit, I'm like, goddamn. We in trouble. So excuse me. <laughs> Code of conduct. If, if sometime I get a little bit mad. Indeed. Code of conduct, you guys. And Harrison yeah. and I are coming out with something special. Right, Harrison? Definitely. Definitely. Now, Ooh, we need right? to. We've been so we're, not going, we're not going yeah. too deep into that. But when we're talking <laughs> about code of conduct. Like, Harrison, basically, you found, you found your purpose. And, yes. that's, and that's why I get along with you so well. Because mm. you, you got the same type of purpose that I have. Whether the way, you know, you know, basically we're a, a one, we're on one accord. We are mm -hmm. uh, like-minded. We're equally mm -hmm. yoked in regards to wanting to uh, anything that has to do with bettering our people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we always, you pay special attention to men probably in certain areas because you're a man. So I'm going to pay special attention to women in certain areas because I'm a woman and I know what I lacked and I know what I needed. Right. I can't put myself, I can only put myself in your shoes. I can only empathize with you, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, as but as an actual woman, I stand in my shoes, mm -hmm. ten toes down, both feet, two, two, you know, feet to the ground, right? So word up, I'm, word up. Of course, I'm going to pay special attention to young girls and women because that that's me. But at the end of the day, the reason why Harris and I get along so good is because we both are about the people in general, right? We care just as much about our men as we do our women, our young boys as we do our young as we do our young girls. You guys, hey, when I get excited, I talk fast. <laughs> so and, hey, and that's what's wrong with politics in uh quote unquote leadership in the people in charge of things. People 
just don't give a fuck about other people. Like that's when you look at all the politics, I follow politics enough to do this, which is my job, but it makes my head hurt. Everybody's liars. Everybody's full of shit. Everybody is about their <laughs> own interests. And this is everywhere. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, laughing. damn. I got to like, laugh or, or, or <laughs> so I'm laughing. Keep going. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn. The, what, the problem here is they don't, the people in our country who need the most help, the people who need it the most mm -hmm. should get it first. And we just work our way back, regardless of the color you are, regardless of any of these things. But that's just not how society works. So I'm going to change the world in my way. You see what I'm saying? So, because yeah. let's let's move on real quick. So okay. something else we're going to do, because we was on that topic for like 50 minutes. Yeah, we is, we is getting it in, Shereen. So, hey, you guys, it's always a part three, four, five, six, seven. So be looking out. The last thing we're going to talk about. If I'm not sure if you guys are aware of who Shahrazad Ali uh, Ali is, she's a Muslim sister who, in 1991, 1990 actually, Julius, she wrote a focus on this. You got to listen to this, and we thank you for your. We appreciate you as well, Julius. Listen to this. She wrote a book called "The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman." Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why this book was so pertinent, the reason why it still rings true today, because in 1990, a book about why black women may not be doing things correctly was controversial. She had to do a lot of debates about it, a lot of TV shows. And she was really calling women to task, calling both of us to task at the same time, speaking to women, which, you know, when, when we look at the self-help industry, it's always been kind of geared towards women. So she, she called women to task and she spoke a lot about things that I think still ring true today. So Shireen, Follows okay. her as well. This this was a great person to have speak about this because we need to get a close look at how we were relating to each other in 1990 and how has it improved? How has the system played a part in possibly increasing that divide? Who who knows? You know what I mean? So we're going to get yeah. into it. But the first thing I want to do, because she did an interview about her book. She did several of them, but I'm going to play a little bit of but what she had. Yeah, this, I'm sorry, was right. in, this was in 1989. Yeah. The interview, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 1990. I think it was 1990, probably. But okay. she speaks eloquently about why she wrote the book. So I'm going to play a little bit of the interview. And while I'm playing it, I'll stop it from time to time, like I do, just so me and Shereen can kind of talk about it. Because, you know, if you don't like racism, if you don't like police brutality, like all the things that we look at online or look at in this society and say, damn, I can't stand this shit. Well, there's ways you can help personally. And one of those ways is, communicating with people who look like you the correct way like loving your woman loving your kids that those are actual rev revolutionary acts so i think her book was an attempt to make us see this in a particular way and i think she did a good job so we're gonna play a little bit of the interview huh just one thing really quick yes so to wrap up what we talked about basically coming from um chronicles of a single mother um basically um take your time pay attention to your discernment use your third eye meditate breathe be present and just be and listen to your intuition. Listen to that gut feeling before you introduce anybody, my young men, my young women, to um, your your child. You you have to listen to the 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 power that has been given to you. Right? We all have discernment and intuition. Yes, we say the women have it, but men have it as well. And we also have okay. common sense. So take your time. Okay. Speak to different elders in the community. Look up things, um, you know, that have been uh, 
therapists, people who are educated on on you know what happens you know if you introduce your kids too soon but mm -hmm. do the research and and, and, and actually um educate yourself hmm. and and age is not a factor because now you have google you have everything okay so that wraps up that do you agree with that harrison take yep. your time no excuses goddammit what she said all right so i'm gonna play a little bit of this video we're gonna vibe we're gonna speak a little bit about it oh, i love this sister she was on hidden colors too which is a documentary you guys should all see but yeah i love oh, sisters. Yes, hidden colors. Don't, you can't hidden colors go get it you guys all right so let's listen to a little bit of this Shireen. okay because you only got a minute hello welcome to this special <laughs> edition of vibrations i'm raven geary today on our program one of the hottest properties making the talk show circuit shaharazad ali an established writer indeed Ms. ali is best known as the author of the black man's guide to understanding the black woman a very controversial and if i may say so very critical view of life of, of today's black woman she joins us today in our studio and of course we'd like to welcome you today to vibrations well thank you raven for inviting me basically um it's, it's your, your premise, premise that, that the black, black woman is out of sync with the natural order of things. Can you explain that? Well, well it's a very sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. And uh, real quick, sorry that the video is shaking and stuff, guys. This is from 1991, so this is this is okay. old at this yeah, point. Right. 1991. I, I believe that I have tried to approach it from a very sensitive angle. Uh, what I have actually said is that the black woman's disrespect and rebellion against the leadership and the authority of the black man is a direct cause of the breakdown in the black family structure. Uh, it's not an attack on us as black women. It's just saying that in the breakdown of any relationship, both parties have to take responsibility. And as black women, we have been protected and insulated from any kind of examination about what our share of the responsibility is in the breakdown of the black family. Uh, my book represents the first platform, certainly, that the black man has ever had to air his grievances about the black woman because no one would ever listen to him. They have only listened to us. Wait, one thing I want to touch on real quick, Shereen. She mentioned... Seasoning. Wait, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Something, something she spoke to real quick that, that I want to ask you about. It's an it's echo, it, though. Huh? It's an echo. Oh, okay. Like, as it's playing on my end, what I hear is like this, she's an echo. Like oh, okay. Some here on here, I think so I know. No, I need to cut the volume down here. Okay, cool. So something I want to touch on with you real quick. She was speaking about how just there, just in that instance, disrespect from women, from our women, like um, um, when it comes to standards, like expecting a man to do certain things, when it comes to being like the the stereotypical thing that black women get a lot, like the the loud black woman, the angry black woman, like what do you think about that do you think there's something to the fact that being that you a sister being that you had to go through a whole bunch of shit historically are black women a little different just as far as their temperament as far as how they speak to a man like do you see there being a difference i wanted you to play that part again because it was very hard to hear because it oh. was it was echoing so oh, bad. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on a second. Sorry about that, play that uh, Don't play the, the part where the lady is talking. Just play Miss um, uh, Ali's uh, talking. Okay. And then, okay. and then I can respond to your question. Because no you problem. already pretty much touched on it when you talked about the history of the woman. Yeah, Black and then um, tell you me. You already gave yourself the answer. Okay, hold on, hold on one second. Okay. Yeah, just play that part again real quick. How not to eat pork or life without the pig. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was going around doing what I was calling get off that hog lecture. 
Is it still echoing? No, I know no. I couldn't tell because I'm focused on. I I want you to play the beginning, but not the other lady who who's introducing her. Okay, hold on one second. I was so focused on hearing that. There we go. Okay. Very sensitive subject, mm -hmm. and uh, certainly I uh, believe that I have tried to approach it's it echo, but from a very sensitive angle. angle. Uh, okay. Hold on, guys. We're we're doing some troubleshooting right here. Well, take your time. Do a little live. Okay, so tell me now. Let me cut the volume down here. Hold okay. on. Because I got my. I don't have no any extra volume on. Oh, I think I know what to do. I think I know what to do. Because I was watching a video where I play these videos. I've done it maybe five times now, and one of them I was like, "Wait a minute, do I hear an echo?" So I'm gonna get that thing fixed right now. Hold on a second. Cool, cool. Oh, like, oh. But yeah, you know, basically, that's what they, yeah, this is a very interesting topic. Oh, it's basically talking about black women humbling ourselves, respecting our male, and how much of a role do we play in the dysfunction and the breakdown of a, the family? Okay, tell me if it's, it's um, echoing now. Said is that the black woman's disrespect and rebellion against the leadership and the authority of the black man is a direct cause of the breakdown in the black family structure. Uh, it's not an attack on us as black women. It's just saying that in the breakdown of any relationship, both parties have to take responsibility. And as black women, we have been protected and insulated from any kind of examination about what our share of the responsibility is in the breakdown of the black family. Uh, my book represents the first platform, certainly that the black man has ever had to air his grievances about the black woman because no one would ever listen to him. They have only listened to us. Can you tell us a little bit about the book itself? Yeah. Uh, what that brought right. you to this? Yeah. Huh? Your, your question was basically based on what you just said. What do you remember your question? You yeah. So I think what I was, what she said was a little before that, but you can still answer the question. She was speaking okay. to disrespect from black women, like black right. women in, in different ways, disrespecting the black man. This can be verbally, this could be what how what what her expectations are. Like what what's your view of that? So so basically, Harrison, when when we talk about what she just said, and I always say this, and I'm gonna keep saying it, right? Terms, terms are important. So it's hard for women and anybody, I think, when you use certain words and you're talking about them. So when she mm -hmm. says something like um disrespect and rebellion, that already can shut people's uh, minds off to what the heck she gotta say. Because you now you now you're sounding like um, now you're sounding like you know old fashioned. Now you're sounding like the woman, the submissive woman who um, you know needs to respect and rebel. How do I rebel against a, a grown? How? how oh does, wait a minute! What am I? What am I hearing here? How does my wait? What did you say? I said, what am I hearing here? You sound like some of the uh, some of the detractors that I heard when she was doing her interviews. They was like, you already know I go. Yeah, I'm not. I ain't gonna listen to no man. No, okay. no, no. You know I go to zero to one hundred. But again, if you guys listen to what I'm saying, it makes sense. Again, terms when you're talking to anybody and you talk a woman. Let's say that. Let me keep it real with you. When you're talking to a black woman and you start talking about oh the disrespect and rebel. Rebel is what children do, okay? Not hmm. what a wife does. So once she starts talking like that, she can lose people. So if you're asking about how I feel about that, I think her terms are weren't 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 correct. She could have used some more, you know, larger terms, something a little bit better than rebel. And then also she talked about protected, 
and 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 we know that the black woman is the most the least protected species in the world so when she talks about these things there's a little bit of an illusion or again you know how she thinks of it that particular mm -hmm. part that particular part and the terms that she used makes me the person how my brain thinks and i'm like but I listen, though, because I'm older. But I think somebody else without the discernment and the calm that I have and the being able to sit there and listen is going to be like, hold on. You said disrespect. You basically forget the disrespect. You said rebel. And then okay, you're yeah. talking about, oh, the black. And then you said, oh, the black woman is, is has been so protected from who? And then I also think just really quick before you play anymore, mm -hmm. I also think that what she's saying, there's a lot of truth to it. But she's but the truth, it, the truth is in the black community, the when she, and again, this is 91, so she was above her 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 time, like Tupac, mm -hmm. but in regards to speaking out on this. But mm -hmm. when, what she's talking about is more in the black community, it's more in the hood, it's more in in West Side, you know, Meadowview, Oak Park. What she's talking about is not a worldwide thing at the time. So I think when she, if she's talking to just black people and, you know, we can accept some of these terms and things of that nature, fine. But, and if you're talking to just black people in a little small marginalized area, but I think that the broader black American, the educated, the person with experience, the person who's self-aware, the person who has spiritual guidance and who is in tune with their self is not going to listen to what she's saying and be like, mm-hmm. Wait, we'll, so real quick. So, we'll cause I'm to disagree and we'll agree but we'll have our own way of saying what she's saying see that's wow okay i see i didn't know you felt that way because that's this is my thing part. huh that's just that one part no 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 i'm no let's let's conversate because when i hear rebel i'm thinking she's meaning first off if you're a man you're supposed to command a certain amount of respect mm -hmm. and have an aura about you and if that's in place the woman should fall in line and not rebel <laughs> <laughs> see i see that was a trigger with you she said rebel and you almost jumped out your goddamn seat well, so you i'm and then, and then you said no, real quick real, uh, real quick then you said a woman who basically got her own shit don't want to hear that i think because i know any woman but here's the thing that has common sense. I think that's well, it's not about common sense. It I is. think sometimes if you I think sometimes if you're an accomplished woman, okay. financially or otherwise, yeah, otherwise you may feel you may not have to fall into any type of traditional role that a woman is supposed to play. And I think kind of falling in line for a man and y'all make the same amount of money, that probably ain't gonna cut it, but you know. I don't have a problem with rebel if it's the right. Harrison, if I said there, if I told your girl right now, uh, or one of your close family members, let's say your girl. How about this? If your if your beloved told one of your very close people, you know, sometimes we don't get along. He just rebels, and you know, he rebels, and he told your sons, your daddy rebels against your rebels against me come on harrison it's just simply the term no, again it's no harrison, i feel you but i would want to clarify like what does she mean well, exactly? that's the thing that's the thing again it's just her terms i can't even really remember all i'm trying to say is people be very uh cognizant of the terms be very aware think it's the simple thing is think before you speak right but again she was she was trying to create a buzz 
But all I'm saying is, and, and, and she believes that way. And there's a lot of people that believe in that. But I'm just saying that uh, for a woman who has been raised to love themselves and just how I was raised, how about that? The word rebel is, is for children. <laughs> okay. Well, well, hold on one second before we continue. I like this. I know I like this energy, Shereen. Stay right there. So, Miss Shereen, <laughs> um, should a woman serve her man like um like um mm -hmm. dinner uh go get the plate when she's done wash the clothes like are you into the some of the traditional relationship norms well i think that you know women i think that um again it's going to be based on how a woman uh feels and what her standards are and things of that nature but for me again being my age now um, I like that. I want I want to be able to cook mm -hmm. for my man. I want to be able for to serve my man. I want to be able to make my man feel like a king, right? But all I have to say to that, my women, is just who are starting relationships, who are my age and, and younger, starting a relationship. What I have to say about that is make sure that you don't start anything you can't finish. Mm. So if you basically... <laughs> If you basically were to serve your man the uh, the biggest T bone steaks, I'm talking about the fat ones, like my cousin Jay Hun just had on his birthday uh, Monday when I brought him some African stew. Uh, and you want to have the king crab legs and then the shrimp and everything on the side, man. You bringing him platters, like literally on the little platter that when you're with a man is and or you sitting down and get that it's that wood platter. Mm -hmm. If you're doing all that. Not just figuratively, but you're literally <laughs> bringing people serving. If you're not willing to keep it up, my my women, my beloveds, then don't start it. And I, was watching, I was watching another one of my shows, and this woman. Now I hope no one gets offended because I'm not trying to offend anybody. Um, but this woman was telling the man cheated on her because he wanted some oral sex. I'll keep it sounding nice. Mm -hmm. Told him from the very beginning. This is what she said. They've been together 10 years, 17 years. I don't give that. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Let's have kids. Let's get married. Oh, you're perfect. Oh, I cheated because she doesn't have oral sex. You won't give me oral sex. The girl said, I told you that from the beginning. So it's just oh, with the same thing. Yes, Harrison, to answer your question, I do believe in serving my man. When he gets home, I'm going to give him some, uh, basically some uh, Hennessy, very special cognac. But I drink more than you, so you can have a shot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, uh, one more here. One more question just and to follow up on that. I want to serve that man, but I'm willing to keep it up now. So you you are someone who allows the man to lead if he's qualified. Now. As, as well. I think if he's qualified, yes. I would love to be able to do an experiment to find a real <laughs> qualified man. Because the men that I'm finding in Sacramento, and I'm not trying to be hard on, on, on I think it could be my proximity. But I don't give a damn. See, I hear you know the you know the funny part. You know the funny part about that type That's of statement, right? To you guys, the men out here that I'm dealing with, you guys are whack. Even if you yeah, just right, qualified, Julius. So here, you know the funny thing about That's that? Whack. You don't know how to come at a real queen. And here, the here's problem. the thing: as long as I've been an adult, as long as I've been an adult, I've never heard a man say, "Man, ain't no women out here." <laughs> I've only heard women say that. So I think with, with women, because I can only imagine being in a position where 
somebody got to talk to me. Like Racial. it's not commonplace for me to walk up and ask for your number. I mean, women don't necessarily do that. So women, if a certain type of man is getting at you. It's our fault. Uh, That's what I want to say. I, I don't believe in just that. Just a little bit. I, I believe that it definitely, I could have something to do with it, but no, I don't believe in that. Because if I, <laughs> what, what, I have this on right here, you guys, and we'll talk about this later. What would say that I want to sleep with you immediately about this? This is sad. Well, that can be where you are, too. That can be where you are, where what area you're in, where he's approaching you. I think that part matters, too. But you're right. If you are dressed a particular way, even though that shouldn't happen, you will have a man approach you based on how you look. And I don't knock him too much. I mean, you show me your ass and your titties. That's that's what I'm thinking about when I approach you. So my my conversation may have something to do with where's your that's what I'm saying. Where where is your honor for yourself? A lot of women men want to talk about, oh, well, like you just said, she's showing me her ass and her titties. Mm. At the same time, what what, what do you hold? What, what are your standards for yourself? True. What are your standards? So when you sit there and talk about, oh, this woman has on this. Oh, well, she's showing me this. Of course, I'm going to want to have sex. Man, have some self-control. Have some self-control. You're Respect right. Yourself. It is based. Respect it is. yourself. And understand yeah. that if you sleep with the woman on the first night, you're just as bad as the woman. So my men, all this, the woman had that on, this or that on. You want to look at her as a, a, a jump off, whatever. Let me tell you, you a jump off. And at the end of the day, you're underestimating women that that uh, that really had that pressure. And you and you miss, and you pass up like diamonds that really have that pressure because you weren't running around using the wrong head. And you're looking for sex. And then well, you want to blame the woman for your nasty ass. Well, you're check the it one out. that approached the woman. I, you're the one that truth. came to her house. And you're the one that tried to uh, fucking stick your penis inside of her. You're the one that pressured her. You're the one that made the advances. You're the one that did everything. You're the one that truth. bought stuff, gave her stuff, brought drinks. So you need to look at your character and stop talking about a woman that has her shoulders out. Wait a minute. Just real quick. Just real quick. What, there's truth to what you're saying. Like there's I don't think. Li- listen, listen, listen. Okay. I don't think. I don't think women should be objectified and seen as sexual objects. However, I'm gonna keep it one thousand with you. For my woman, the woman that's gonna be around me, there's a way to show skin and be sexy still. Some outfits remind of re- remind us of whores if you if i seen a chick check it out no no listen 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 if i seen a chick with a police outfit on and i ran up to her and was like hey some niggas just shot at me i need your help Shit, i'm not a cop i'm just wearing the uniform we know how hoes look if if certain outfits a woman wear Hose, y'all, you, 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 okay. you shouldn't even have it on outside so you must want some type of attention a lot of the women that i know who dress a certain way they are real sexual beings. They really would it like they want a certain type of attention. But there are certain women who just sexy and whatever they got on look good, and they show a little bit of skin, and they just be pervert ass niggas. I'm not talking about that. I.e. everybody needs to be Levon Briggs. I.e. Shereen <laughs> Levon Briggs. What he just said. <laughs> All right, so let's watch a little bit more of the video. We that's a good conversation, Shereen. <laughs> I'm always a good conversation. <laughs> All right, let's see. Look at me, no. What else you got to say? Because you, your ass with this rebellious, this independent woman <laughs> rebellious shit. You had me. I'm like, we, we gotta, we gotta talk about that. That was her trigger. God damn it! All right, all right, let's see. 
this I point did. of having uh, to sit down and, and use your pen to write this book? Well, actually, it was my first book. In 1985, I authored a How Not to Eat Pork or Life Without the Pig. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, I was going around doing what I was calling Get Off That Hog Lectures. And uh, during my travels, I noted that uh, I would take the microscope and show people how you can't kill the trachina worm in pork by cooking it. Uh, heat was not destroying the worm. And I would show them, you know, the difference and uh, demonstrate how FDA was now using radiation to try to kill the worms in pork because cooking was not working, which is what we had always been told. And uh, during that time, a lot of black men were in agreement to get off uh, eating pork. They wanted to change their eating habits and uh, they were happy to find out some information that might possibly save their lives. But it was black women who were the most adamant, uh, who refuse to change meal planning techniques, uh, seasoning food, cooking techniques. And so I said, uh, hmm, that's interesting. I said, if we are refusing to provide the black man with the proper physical food, when we know that food is what sustains life, then what else are we withholding from him? Possibly mm. there are some other areas, emotionally, spiritually, you know, psychologically, that uh, we are affecting his behavior by what we do or what we withhold and refuse to give. And uh, that led me to try to find out, you know, we've always heard that the black man leaves the black family, uh, abandons his woman and children, won't take care of the children, won't work, stays out all night, turns into a drunk, takes drugs. You know, we've heard a lot of negative things. Most of them are true. But uh, I wanted to find out what happens before he gets to that point. Hmm. What leads up to the breakdown? We've never gone back to try. Oh, something else I want to say to you real quick, too, because you mentioned how she spoke about how women, black women are protected. Now, yes, on the, the, the grand scheme of things, the how we are sometimes. See, that's because that's all I was going to say, because I, I, I look at my experience with the women in my life and I know ultimately like I'm responsible for a lot of the shit that had that took place. But also there's a stigma that a man is supposed to be doing a certain thing and mm -hmm. women because they're nurturers because of their feminine nature sometimes people tend to want to take care of them and at times they can be ducking accountability like if if a woman slightly i've seen a not woman protected but well, not protected but we're hold we're, we're held higher in the black community than the black man because we are the ones who have raised, I raised you, your, I'm, I'm with your mom. I stand right side by side with your mother. So yes. that's how you need to look at me. That's the honor yes. that you can have for a black woman. Because I raised, I'm, I, your mother raised you, I raised mine. Right? True. No, so yeah, women, true, true. Most of the, even though crack came and killed everything and was placed in our homes, we did lose a lot of mothers, right? But even mm. before that, we were losing our father, uh, the fathers. It's just so... We are held higher because we're the big mamas. We're the ones that raise the children. Well, we're the ones that uh, that take in the children, like you said true. in your in your child in your childhood. Your mother, every, like like your cousin said, her, your home was his home. We can come at any time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And your friends and family from the neighborhood. You told me, so that's why we're held higher. But are we like really protected? Well, Hell, no, no. See, that's 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 that's, that's, that's a word. That's a look at how much we're killed by our partners and look how much we're beat down by hmm. every race and degraded of course we're not protected so i'm saying that's the part when you really use common, common well, she doesn't so, make sense but i hear her and here so this is something I'll, I'll say to that i was reading a report about how many how many more black women are in college than black men like from 10 years ago to right now you go where you want it, it, look at the statistics it actually shows you guys 
are in college way more than us. In some schools, it's like a gigantic percentage, yeah. right? So I was looking like, damn, are black women smarter than us? What's what's going on here? Well, I think I'm with my sisters and we deal with the same thing. We on the same team all day long. But the the threat, like the white supremacist threat for a black man and black woman, it's a little bit different. You guys get um like in even in slavery, you guys got beat, you guys got raped, you guys got treated a certain way, you guys are double minorities, you're black and you're a woman. A lot of white men for a long time didn't fuck with women like that. I get all that. But black men, for the most part, we getting it a little bit harsher to a degree because we have the ability to reproduce. And in society, especially like white society, they understand the power that we have. If we impregnate one of their women, now that's a black kid. So I and the menacing effect of a black man, the masculine effect. So we getting killed. We getting, you know what I mean? So both of us have a different experience in this country. But I thought that was interesting that so many more black women are educated than us. And I had to think about it like, damn, yeah. because, in, because sometime in our neighborhoods, like when it comes to going outside and being tempted to sell crack, being tempted to be involved in violence, I don't know a lot of women that had that same temptation. There, there were some, of course, but a lot of times some of that gets put on the man. You know what I mean? So maybe that's the reason why they're more in college. But wh whatever. I love my black women. Yeah, I, I knew I knew about that statistic, and hmm. it's just a it's just kind of a an idea of the black woman. We we love to learn. We're strategic learners. We're lifelong learners, and we know that we have to kind of carry the wor world on our shoulders. Real talk. So while the man is a, the, the, the king and we need our men and all that stuff, we know the real is we're going to be the ones kind of holding it down. But at the end of the day, what I want to focus on, uh, my people, is in, in, in regards to black folk and brown folk. If we, let's just talk about black folk. We have to stop talking about um, but there's no buts, right? Black women and black men, let's just do it like this, are not valued and are not um, treated, you know, fairly equally in the in in this in the world, right? The mm. reason why we talk about when we say protection and we talk about women is because you men want to be the protectors. You claim to be the protectors. You, I, I, I this is my home. Things of that nature. So when you talk about oh the woman's not protected, and then when I actually say it, and then you're like yeah, but the black man, you know, um, they're they they're held like this because we can really re reproduce and. Yeah, but the woman's the one that's going to push the baby out. So let's just stop. I think if we keep comparing and, and we do a disservice to ourselves, right? So at the end of the day, as a people, we need to rise up, right, and wise up. And the time is now, and it doesn't matter who is getting discriminated against who. Wait, 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 wait. For okay. the people. Yes, I if feel that way. People, then you got to be for your people, right? True, but here, because it's not, because, okay, here, here so, because this is, because you're referencing what I what I just said. I think we are together all day. However, we can look at each other and say, hey, this is what you're accountable for. This is what I'm accountable for. Like, it's not going to be a tip for tat thing. It's not one over the other or anything like that. But sometimes, and I've actually experienced this personally, being a man, there are certain types of criticism that I would get from the women in my life that I rightfully, I've done some stupid shit the system, the child support system is treating me a particular way. And I'm like, damn. Okay. okay. It's like okay. they like her more or something. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> in the court system, system, the women are favored. Of course. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Why is that? Ask yourself. But go ahead. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, why are they? What do you because mean? Because we and are what way in particular? Ones that have been um, historically and uh, systematically taking care of the of our children. So even even outside of black women, that specific point is 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 fact. It's key. Women are the ones that are really taking care of the children. It can why, but, be flawed, but why are we complaining about that being flawed? No, no, no. Sometimes the whole is flawed. It is flawed, but I'm able to. I'm able to, I know the system is flawed, but I'm able to look at my past and how I have my kids and how things transpired. And I say, I look at it and I say, okay, certain things I did wrong. Like certain things I was responsible for. You know what I mean? And women, like I know women, black women who will use the system to weaponize it against the man. You don't give me no money. You can't come get them. Where the hell is my check? She's treating me just like the white man is at this point. She's they working together right now. We do we do shit too, but I'm all about if if I can't hold a woman accountable, then she don't know not to never do this shit again. Okay. We need to know how the system has manipulated both of us. You know what I mean? Harrison, those women that you're talking about, just to be real, yeah. because of proximity and all mm -hmm. that stuff, you put what five, 10, 15? You are 41 years old. You know you mean how old were the women? You know, a couple dozen, Harrison. Well, you mean how old were the women? No, I'm saying when you talk about I know women, you're 41, and, and the women who do the stuff that make it hard for the father, the man to be a father, you probably know a handful or two handfuls. That's why I was doing this. Five, ten. In your whole life, as let's talk about as a grown man, let's just say from 21 to so 20 years, you probably know 10 people. Those are not good statistics. And women, I'm not saying that's the statistics. I'm saying no. I'm saying we can't. You, we, we have to address it, Shereen. We have to have. We have to start thinking differently because the only reason what what we see is only what we're around. There's so much more around us, people around us that we don't even know about. Black. So when we talk about yeah, I know this and that. Of course, you're around these people who were in, underneath the same circumstances, who were marginalized the same way that you were in the same area that you were, trying to be like crabs in a, in a barrel to survive. So there, it's just we have to move forward, my people. Of course, but we need it. If if I did something wrong to you yeah. that hurt you, I have to say I'm sorry. I know I did that wrong. Now let's move on. I'm gonna be honest. I love you, but you <laughs> oh shit, here we go. Take this the right way, please. Okay. I'm not coming at you, or I love my black women. I'll take it. I'll take it the fellas, right way. But fellas, do you ever have to deal with this? I am, am always saying I'm sorry and I did something wrong, blah, 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 blah. Women don't really like to acknowledge sometimes. When they may be at fault. And I don't put this yeah, on. Not wrong, no. <laughs> women be like, let's just move on from that shit. I mean, you know what I mean? I was then. This is now. I'm like, wait a minute. I had to beg and say, I'm sorry. And your ass just say, let's move on. So I'm just sorry. Seeing you do that, I'm like, okay, you remind me of every fucking woman I ever met. <laughs> Harrison's Y'all something else. Why are we even talking about that? I mean, it's just, we just the same. I'm like, women is something else. Boy, and our stupid ass be like, uh-huh. Yeah, you right, baby. <laughs> Harrison's telling the truth, you guys. <laughs> See, y'all manipulative ass. Y'all just, you know what? It ain't even about that. That was the past. Ain't, ain't, ain't even about who yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I did that, but that's the past. 
What are you tripping on? Yeah, that's that black girl magic. But see, now my spider sense is on. Now I see it all the time. I see that shit coming. You know what I mean? So that's. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate you, Sheree. You don't have to get out of here. I, I appreciate you. No, I appreciate. And I like. You know what? I I like like moving forward. I'm. I I know what I'm gonna do to you. I know. I know how we're gonna have the best conversations because yeah. I'm gonna find some shit you don't like and then we gonna go at it boy because your ass be like yo because people be talking about this and i'm like wait a minute is she, is she talking about me <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah there we go that's that conversation right there we ain't always gonna agree man that's i'm learning how to disagree with people we can't have conversations without our little mind thinking oh that person talking about me you talking about me no you were talking about me but check it out with we so should be talking. able to dis. We should be able to disagree and be cool right afterward. The disagreement shouldn't be followed by a hurricane and an <laughs> argument. I'm learning how to do this. I'm learning how to disagree with people. Before mm. you disagree with me, fuck you. Now I know how to say. You know what? You're right. Let's go have lunch. You know what I mean? So that's all I'm doing with you today. I'm. 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 You know what I mean? I'm glad. Making, making sure you get it. That's what it's about. Let definitely. Me definitely. This. We'll end this part with this, you guys. Yes, because we because I got to get out of here. Uh, strength. Five words. Our differences are our strengths. Don't be distracted by our differences, right? If you stay distracted by our differences, then we will, as a people, remain defeated. Our differences are our strengths. Don't be distracted by all our differences, right? That's true. That's, that's how we remain defeated. If we come together, no matter what, like Harrison talks about, gay, straight, black, light skin, dark skin, whatever. Mm -hmm. We are one, Christian, uh, Muslim, no religion, right? Educated, not educated. Mm -hmm. We're one, right? Don't let our distractions defeat us. Very true. And I didn't, I couldn't be sitting where I'm at now if I didn't learn how to let let go of my animosity. Like mm -hmm. I blamed a lot of people for me not being a man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that was a harsh reality to say, damn, all this shit I'm looking at is kind of my fault. And, and, and that that's the biggest change I've had in the past 15 years. I didn't realize it then, but just being accountable, because like you said, if I would have stood in the mindset where it's her fault, it's, it's her fault, it's her fault. Fuck that person. Now, nah, we we all have to be accountable, especially our men. So I appreciate you sitting in with me today, sister. We're going to do this again another time. It's it's almost an hour and a half. We always get to going. But I like it's it. I, I, like I said, I'm going to find some shit to disagree with you about, huh? Well, no, we got to finish this one. Let's, let's let the people listen to more of her and we'll talk more about this and then we'll do something else. No, actually. Let Harrison know if you want to hear more about this woman because we didn't hear nothing too much, but. Okay, here, we'll play a little bit more. Hold on. Pop, so. Hold on. No, because see, you was tripping. That's what happened. See? <laughs> you. Because you were turning into the angry black woman. So we had, to, we had to go at it. Whatever, yo. <laughs> uh. Um, no, no, we don't have to play anymore. You have to, if you have to go. Yeah, I told you that. But but yeah. no, but I think we I said later. there were certain things I wanted to touch on just in okay. in general about her conversation. And Oops. you were able to do that for me. And you and then I seen some of your triggers and how you, you know what I mean? Okay, and really yourself quick, and shit. Yo, Harrison, you got one minute yes. real quick. So when we talk about yes. rebellion, let me tell you why I was so aggravated about this, okay? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The reason really quick why you guys, why I was so aggravated about this is because she's, she, she's quoted to say this, okay? I quote, I wrote the book because black women in America have been protected and insulated against certain kinds of criticism and examination. 
Critics complained the book offered no. Oh, hold on, really quick. Hold on. This is just give me one moment. Okay, here she. This is some uh, one of the passages from her book. It says, um, although not lazy by nature, she, the black woman, has become loose and careless about herself and about her man and family. Her brain is similar than the black man. I'm sorry. Her brain is smaller than the black man's. So while she is acclaimed for her high scholastic uh, achievement, mm -hmm. her thought processes do not compare to the conscious black man's. Her mm -hmm. un, 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 unbridled tongue is the main reason she cannot get along with a black man. If she ignores the authority and superiority of the black man, there is a penalty. When she crosses this line and becomes viciously insulting, it is time for the black man to soundly slap her in the mouth. So Harrison, so Harrison, so Harrison, put me on the screen by myself. Ah, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's why you laughing. You no, know? Go ahead. Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out what you said that was wrong. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, Doreen. But I mean, no, no, wait, no, Harrison. The last thing said when she crosses the line and becomes viciously insulting, it's time for the black man to soundly slap her in the mouth. So I want you guys to just go back, go to Wikipedia, look up. Um, Harrison's gonna make sure you guys know exactly. I can't pronounce her name. What is it? Shahrazad Ali. Okay, she said, although not lazy by nature, of course we're not women. Black women have become loose and careless about herself and about her man and family. Definitely can understand that. Her brain is smaller than the black man's. Cannot understand that. So while well, she true? while she is acclaimed for her high academic academic achievement, her thought processes uh, do not compare to the conscious black man's. We just talked about the black woman going higher for education. Um, her thought processes do not compare. Not buying that. Her un um, is it? Uh, well, have we fact checked all of these things? Tongue is the main reason she can not get along with a black man. I mean, have we? I mean, is your brain smaller? Shit. Her tongue. Know. You know, our brains is not are not smaller. Her tongue. Of course, we say shit straight up off the rip. We will rip you into pieces. And I didn't even see what I was looking like as I was talking that. We will rip you into pieces. Of course, and right? Cool. So, but what cool. I'm saying is, when she talks about brains being smaller, when she talks about getting slapped in the face. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not okay. So a lot of stuff that the young, the, the the queen is saying is indeed correct. Women, we do need to be there for our man. We do need to be the nurturer. We do need to um, make him feel special, honored, smile. And I just want to read something that my uh, my uh, auntie, who's like 65, um, said on the on this uh, topic really quick, and then you can go. She basically, you can't. Matter of fact, you gotta go. But yeah, so she basically said that um, I asked her opinion on this and she said she makes some good points. I agree that men are built up by being shown honor and that one way to show that is to smile when you see him coming, when you see him coming, smile. But she said, I did not, however, hear her say that this is a two way street and I disagree about the gentle slap in the mouth. I do agree that success in raising kids should include a measure of their emotional health and strength as opposed to just how much money they make. So basically she does agree that there should be a man in the home and we should be mm -hmm. focused on emotional. But again, who, who agrees with being slapped in the mouth? So I, I think that was kind of tongue in cheek. I, I, I don't know if she 
Absolutely. really meant a woman getting slapped. A lot of this. No, she's not tongue in cheek. She meant it. <laughs> you think so? Why do you believe? Again, that's like the Bible. You believe in some things, but you don't want to believe. Well, I think that's a little like, like Christians, like Christians and Catholics and things. Let's say Christians. Well, I'm only identified with them. They want to go by some things. Oh, you got to be, but I, but they still have um, they still have sex, right? Oh, but uh, they judge mother, they judge people like a mug, right? But they don't steal. Well, no, no, no. What? No, what I know. What I'm saying is. I, I haven't heard her speak about that piece and say, yeah, I meant it, opposed to it being tongue in cheek, like a um well, you have to like look a, it up. She said it. You mean know what I mean? So if she meant that, then of course that's it. not productive to read. She said she huh? means everything else, right? And you believe that well, she wrote a whole book that she didn't believe in? No, 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 no. The interviews that I seen her talk, she mentioned that she that believed she the interviews that you saw her talk. Do you believe her? What she that she believes what I'm she gonna, said? I'm gonna finish. She mentioned that she believes what she's saying she's but at times she'll use language or things for shock value to get people's attention everything okay. i've heard her okay. ever say i've never heard her mention a man harming a woman so i would have to reserve the right that's, to say in the book, though, Harrison. that's huh? in the book that that quote that's just a quote what, what was the, the sentence what was the quote before it what the was algorithm. the paragraph before it? I don't the know. Algorithm. I need more context. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We only see, you know, little stuff. If you that, I, get us the book. Yeah, Julius. Yes, Julius. Yes, I think it, figuratively speaking. Figuratively speaking is what I think she meant. I don't think she meant literally slap them. They just. Um, I think she meant oh the woman needs to wake up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, this, hey Karine, this is how men think. This is how men think. Like I'm, I'm being logical, not emotional. I'm being logical. Everything I've ever heard her talk about loving our people, I've never heard her say black men, black women Nothing harm each other. I, I thought think... we were talking about her book where she talks about what the, the women's doing, the woman is doing wrong. We are, but when she says slap the woman, I just think she meant wake her up. Like okay, so I'm gonna tell you as a woman that she did not just mean wake her up. She said that the woman, if rebels, that that woman should be uh slapped in the mouth, okay. So you can, choose, you can choose to do all that extra stuff that you want to do, or you can listen to a woman. And that's the problem we have. Our black men want us to listen to them. And yes, you know, oh my God. Yes. All these things. But then when I'm sitting up here telling you, this woman meant what she said. Well, you don't know she meant what well, no, no, you said. Just like a woman. Just like a woman. It's right because I say it's right. God damn it. I ain't got no proof, but she I'm a woman. said it. When someone says stuff out their mouth, it's true. What do you mean? I'm a, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find you a clip where she's speaking about why she said that that way. That's okay. what we do. That's what I said. Let's finish this conversation. We can hear more <laughs> about what she says. Okay. No. Okay, All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Me and Tariq talk a lot. Gee. <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the show today. Yes. And also be looking out for my clothing line. Okay. Mm -hmm. Power Moves present the clothing line. These outfits are um, straight from Ghana, handpicked by me, designed by me, Shireen Briggs, okay? That's dope. So we'll be looking out for these, and I will have prices and everything for you soon, purses as well. And follow me on Facebook, Power Moves Presents, and on YouTube, Power Moves Presents. I'm sorry, Shireen Briggs on uh, YouTube, okay? And be looking out for more from me. Be looking out for the 25th issue of the SAC Report. It is going to be so epic, you guys. All those who love me, you're going to be like, yes. So when it comes out, hit me up so I can get you your copy and uh, much more to come.
Definitely, definitely. Thank you very much, Kareen, for sitting in with me. I like I'm I'm learning that a part of what I do sometimes the people I'm speaking with and I'm getting better at this. And I think this is good. Disagreement, even even small disagreement creates perspective at times. So I I really enjoy this. I, I wanted to get through more of the video next time. We'll do something similar. But everybody, please do me a favor. If you listen to this on YouTube, please subscribe to the Melanated Convo YouTube channel on Facebook. Subscribe to the Melanated Convo on Facebook, all the digital platforms. Uh, uh, leave a review, whether you like it or not. Just leave a review. Tell you what, tell me what you think. Again, yeah. this is your brother Harrison, the Melanated Convo. These conversations are important, man. If you want that info, right? A lot of times, if there's some information that you want, you gotta have the conversation. Di even yeah. when it's difficult at times, everything can't be in agreement. You you can agree to disagree, but perspectives need to be heard. And I appreciate Shireen coming on, expressing her opinion about things that we go through and showers out Ali. It was great. Again, thank everybody. I, I thank everybody for tuning into another episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. Okay, see.